Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Okay, we get my recording bearings here, and we are good to go. Okay, we'll go in three, two, one. Hey, everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. But, hey, we need to make up one million because time is growing short. I think we're one election away from absolute and total tyranny. Could even come sooner than that. So we need to get organized. We need to wake up the great unawakened people, 60% of the country, that don't know what's going on. So please share. Hey, do you want to stand in a Biden bread line? No, of course you don't. We've we've covered extensively this last week the attacks on the food supply. You need your storable food. That's all I'm going to say. If you've listened to me in other venues, you know what I'm about. You know what the government's doing to the food supply. So please, take this threat very seriously. I represent the very best storable food company in the world, My Patriot Supply, restaurant quality food, breakfast, lunch, dinner, 2,000 calories per day and 25-year shelf life. Uh, no price increases. In fact, they got sales and specials galore. Find out more by going to foodwithdave.com. That's foodwithdave.com. And then we know the advent of CBDC is starting, oh gosh, in about five weeks um, when uh, the Fed coin comes in. That's the precursor. And once the government gets their hooks into us with CBDC and the accompanying social credit, game over. Also, the banks under Dodd-Frank Law 2010 can take your money anytime they want, including your retirement. Well, Nova Gold specializes in keeping people independent of their banking system. We, op- we, we maintain that you should just keep operating capital in the bank and invest in precious metals. Gold's number one last year, number one this year. Silver's a close second, and there's a lot of other options as well, too. Uh, let them help you the way they've helped me. I have been an advertiser for six years, a customer for five. That's right. I am a customer of Noble Gold. Now, the FTC requires me to make this nominal warning. All investments are inherently risky, and past performance is no guarantee of future performance. And we all know that, but uh, like I said, five years, folks, of successful work with Noble Gold. I love what they do. Let me send you a no-obligation free information packet. Go to DaveHodgesGold.com. The number to call Noble Gold, if you like what you see, is right there, DaveHodgesGold.com. Well, our guest in this particular hour is John Dislin. And John... And I have known each other. We, we share the camaraderie and former college basketball players. Um, if we were playing together, he would have loved me because I would have thrown him all kinds of lobs. Uh, <laughs> my, my big men loved me. They did. I took good care of them as a point guard. But um, John uh, has written a book. It's fantastic. We've talked about it before on air. And then there's always new applications to blend into this. And the book is called Nehemiah Strong, Life-Sustaining Essentials for a Season of Trial. And this is where we're going to focus today, the season of trial. I really, I don't think there's ever been a time in American history like what we're going through right now. I really don't. And how do you prepare for this? Well, we've come to the right guy. He's written, gosh, John, without me opening the book up and flipping to the end, how many pages is your book, my friend? It's Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, Dave. It's great to sharpen iron with you again, and I've, I've been looking forward John, to, did I to uh, visiting. Um, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Oh, hey, okay. let, let's hope we're not going to have an interview like I've had a few times in the last month with great interference. You cut out on me. I'm sorry. How many pages is the book? 
It is 480 pages and uh, eight and a half by 11. So it's there's a there's a lot in there. Yeah. Do you find that people search your book topically? Yeah, it's because it's it's not like a novel day where you you started the big. I mean, people do that, but typically people. It has a really exhaustive table of contents. It actually has 258 subheadings. And so people will say, oh, I want to read about spiritual warfare, or oh, I want to read about, you know, the knock on the door, or forming up a mutual assistance team, or let's say, you know, more practical sort of physical preps. You know, they'll, they'll search through the table of contents and then pick and choose where they want to start. Okay. Well, that's how I've used it. I thought, oh, I want to know about this. So I go and I find where I can find it, and then I read about it, and I go, okay. And the thing I like that you really do, because we're decidedly a Christian show, is you yeah. give lots of biblical references to your advice. Well, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's in the season that we're living in, Dave, as you know, it's, uh, I'll tell you, in, in a contrast, I don't, I don't sit around thinking about it much, but when I'm, sit, I'm sitting here live as we're talking about it, thinking about how this the the events going on in our lives today compared with what we experienced, let's say back in the eighties, um, it just it, it's so staggeringly more biblically significant in terms of what's going on today. It's just astounding how you you know you read the headlines and then I don't know about you, but but different prophetic verses from scripture pop up in my head constantly when I'm looking at what's going on today and. It was never like that before. I mean, not not in American history anyway. So uh, it's uh, it's quite the quite the times we live in. But it 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 really would have felt very inappropriate. I, I I just wouldn't have not have been comfortable writing the book without including the scripture that so resonantly speaks to what's going on in our times today because it's just it's just obvious. Yeah. You know, particularly when you pair. The current events with the scripture at the bottom of the page, as I did scores of times, um, it's just it's undeniable. You know, this book and our conversations we've had privately and on the air reminds me of a time I went to a Baptist church in Denver, and one of my former teammates took me. He and his girlfriend said, "Would you like to join us this Sunday?" I said, "Yeah, I'd love to." And I remember the message of the pastor. I was supposed to be there on that day. He said, and this gosh was probably 1976, he said, you know, the Bible's being fulfilled right now. Prophecy is being fulfilled. He really focused on Israel. But then he said this. He said, you young people here, he says, I won't live to see it, because this pastor is probably in the 70s. And he said, but you young people here will definitely live to see the end times. He said, you'll be living through the tribulation, and you better learn what's in the book. And, wow. And, you know, I went probably... How, now, how old were you when you went? When was that? I was probably about 21. I was just a young guy, you know. And, so was it, was I was it back right, in the 80s then? No, it was in the mid, it was in the uh, mid to late 70s. Okay. And, it, and the thing is, is I was raised in a Christian home. Uh, my parents made me go to church when I was a child, whether I wanted to or not, and mm-hmm. it was the right thing to do. And you know, and, and I was decently well versed in the Bible. I mean, I'd gone to Sunday school and I'd gone to Bible camp and stuff like that. I had done a lot of those things, but I was stunned by that. But I'll tell you, I probably went thirty-five, forty years until I ever thought about that again. And I started to see things unfold in my life where John McCain and his criminal banker friends were trying to steal my property and that of 300 of my neighbors without paying for it. And, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is the unfolding of evil. And then I, right on the heels that I learned about the North American Union, and voila, I thought, I've reflected back on that sermon. I said, yeah, this is uh, the creation of the Antichrist kingdom. This is the beginning. Isn't it amazing that, that that memory would sit dormant in your mind for 35 years until it was relevant, and then it, and then you would get it back again? Yeah, it, it really was stunning to me, uh, and I've reflected back on a lot. In fact, actually, I contacted my friend now who, who lives in Oklahoma with his wife, 
and and we've talked about that. I said, hey, I've had some experiences here, and I'm seeing some things. And he said, you know, it's funny. I just had that discussion with my mom. <laughs> so that 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 pastor did great work that day because he profoundly influenced two young men. Wow. Well, and and think about this too. That if by having that memory that. It, it provided, you know, well, God, you know, God through that pastor provided so much clarity and grounding for you because because a man of God predicted it in your youth and planted that seed. When you entered into that time frame, when it became relevant, it had you had understanding. And so then you could have acceptance. And then I would argue, I suspect having that memory uh, served you well in terms of picking up whatever you would call the mantle that God's given you, the calling that he's given you as a, let's say a watchman or however you would describe your role. I suspect that was a catalyst for your acceptance and your charging into the role that you've been in. I'm I'm just guessing here. Would you agree with that? Yeah, but it stayed dormant for a while. I mean, I maintain my, I maintain my beliefs, but that statement by that pastor didn't become an overriding theme in my life until much later. And then I'm starting to see this unfold. But, John, I'm also of the opinion, and I don't think the Bible's clear on this, so I think it's just an opinion, that the end times may be something we're right on the cusp of with the beginning of tribulation, but yep. it might not be either. Because if this nation got on bended knee and forsake, <laughs> and it just basically gave up its wicked ways, and profess Jesus Christ as the Savior and the Lord, we might very well put this off for other generations. Um, I don't think that we're in a fixed timeline, but I think once the countdown starts, it starts, and then it's not reversible. Yeah, I'll tell you, (laughs) that's, that's a really interesting concept to noodle. And I don't know if you remember, but our, our last, uh, our last visit with each other a couple months ago, we, we nearly almost ended on the principle of whether or not we should be wishing for it not to come. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, and that is a valid point. that provocative yeah. moment. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we, were, we were at the end of the hour. But, um, you know, but, but I will say this, Dave. I, I think, you know, it's so easy for us as Americans to think that, you know, much like the 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 church and the the king and whomever, you know, four or five centuries ago believed that the universe revolved around the earth. I think it's easy for us as Americans to think that the world revolves around America. And in I think it would be more accurate to consider that God's plan for mankind and our future history revolves probably more well certainly more so around Israel than it does us and in fact I would actually argue that for the plan as it's laid out in Revelation to play out it it almost has to require a a, a decline if not an outright fall of America do, do you think we're because there's, John? Do you think we're New Babylon? A lot of people throw that up to me. Yeah, Mystery Babylon. Yeah. I absolutely do. I absolutely do. I don't. You know, if you read it's Revelation seventeen and eighteen, if you read Jeremiah fifty one, and you look at the attributes of Mystery Babylon, it is. It, I mean, it's like a checklist, and and there's never been a nation in the history of man that could check the boxes of those lists like America can. I mean, it is, to me, I read it and it just, it makes my stomach turn because, you know, it's something I've been, I was contemplating leading into this conversation with you today was, um, you know, as part of our preparations, I think in the spiritual realm of it, I think it's essential that we, Ring out the uh, the sinfulness in our own lives. We clean up our own house first, you know, because because it, it pains me to say this because I'm talking about myself, Dave. As as we're talking, we're the problem, you know. We we we're part of the problem, you know. There's certain aspects of what's going on with you know whether it's child trafficking or transhumanism or whatever. I've I've never been 
down for. I do not support. I, I vehemently oppose while I love the people. I hate the doctrine. I hate the sin. I hate the abominations. But, um, but yet, you know, in, in, in my personal life, I have my own flavors of transgressions that I've got to clean up my own house first. And, and when I say that, I really feel convicted by that because we, we, you know, we, we all fall short of the mark, right? Yeah. And so, but we, we, back to what the question was with Mystery Babylon, it's go read Revelation 17 and 18. And, and I don't know how you can't see America because we are, we are the great exporter of the filth of the 20th and 21st centuries. I mean, we have, we have, we have, Invented new ways to do evil, as Scripture says, and then we have exported it around the around the world. Yeah, and it, it grieves me to say that because I love America. I mean, I, I love July Fourth and, and the Star Spangled Banner, the flag, and you know, coming or the you know the Gaston flag, the, the Gonzalez flag, the history, the Alamo, everything. But um, but yet, yeah, look. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they, in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. We already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water. With Dave.com. That's waterwithdave.com. Save $80 for a short time. Look how far we've fallen. No, I, it's far. I hear what you're saying. Exactly, I hear what you're saying. But the, um, I, I think I would look at it this way from my perspective Clinton, Obama, Biden. If you want to look at every form of perversion now that dominates our society and attempts to vilify Christianity, and I believe we are one election away from blatant Christian persecution. Not what we're having now, which is harassment, but blatant. I mean, it's those three presidents. We allowed reprobate leaders to take control of this country. And just look at Biden's administration. I mean, every form of perversion is represented in his administration, not to mention incompetence and low IQ. Yeah, well, but here's the sobering thought, Dave. And, and, you know, I suspect a great portion of the folks listening to us right now are part of the remnant as opposed to part of the vanguard of, you know, the legions of Satan. (laughs) So, 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 you know, we're sort of preaching to the choir a bit, but, um, 
in this season we're in, I've heard it said that a nation gets the leaders it deserves. And, and part of what, part of what I find sobering and I, I have to consider, Dave, is did, does God actually have to judge America in this hour because, because our transgressions, the stench of them has reached all the way to heaven? You know, are, 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 is, is our system so overrun and so captured by the enemy that there's no there's no remedy other than for God to burn it down to the ground? I agree. And I'm, not, I, I agree. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that as a conclusion. I'm asking the question. And when I consider what we do as a nation wholesale, it, it troubles me about what the answer to that question might be. Well, God is eternally patient until there's no sign of possible redemption. And I just look at Sodom and Gomorrah as evidence of that statement. But I would also say this. In the modern time, we have constructed several towers of Babel. It's out mm-hmm. there. It's out there. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. and, and, and God took that down just based on one tower. What's he got to be viewing right now? Let me give you an example. 60 million babies murdered. Uh, oh. Every retrobate, reprobate lifestyle. Child sex trafficking sanctioned and participated in by the leaders in this government. I could go on and on, and I'm just thinking, that's enough right there. One of those things is enough for God's judgment to come down on this country, and yet we've given God plenty of targets. Yeah. Well, and, and think about this too, Dave, because one of the... One of the constructs through which we can think about and talk about and, you know, sharpen iron together over what's going on around us today is that this prison planet that we're on, that, you know, the enemy is slowly, inexorably closing the, the, the prison cell door. You know, whether you're talking about AI or, you know, continuous, you know, tracking on the phones, computers, or whether you're talking about, you know, what's going on at CERN or whether you're talking about the um, CBDC, if you war game it, if you, if you put your Machiavellian, you know, Sun Tzu hats on and you look at what's going on, it it's as if, you know, Satan's construct of total imprisonment. Is, is getting so close to completion that God's got to do something. You know, and, and, and I would almost argue that, that it's, yes, it's partly by judgment that he can, he will not abide forever. He will not hold his judgment forever, right? But also consider there's an element of grace in it too. I mean, he, he's going to have to shatter this satanic Prison. Um, I'm, I'm searching for the words. Um, this comprehensive uh, construct of a prison planet for all of humanity, or otherwise everybody's doomed. You know, there, there's there's no getting out of it. There's no getting through it. So you know, in a sense, his judgment also brings relief in that when he when he tears down AI, when he tears down CBDC, what have you, and the, the, the elements that make it function, he's also bringing liberty too, right? And, and one of the things I love about, about um, you know, the, the principle of the mission that Jesus served for us, right, when he came and he paid the price is he came to set the captives free. And, and God is, as we all know, is, is a pro-liberty God. You know, ironically, by submitting to him, we get, we get liberty, and um, and so you know, woven into that judgment, I think, would be elements that bring liberty because it'll, in pieces and parts, until Jesus returns, he will he will shatter elements of this prison construct that Satan is licking his chops over. Well, it's kind of like the game we played in basketball. You mm. have, you have to make the right reads at the right time. And this is why people need to get educated in the Word, because there's all kinds of problems that are confronting us, and there are surefire solutions to all of these problems. But it's not just as simple to say, let God handle it. 
Mm-hmm. God wants us to have discernment and learn to deal with it within his word. And this is what a lot, lot of frustrations in my part come from with my fellow Christians, is they think that being a Christian is enough and you can just be passive. And that's why I'm glad you wrote this book, because your book is the opposite of passivity. Uh, it is. <laughs> You know, it's funny when God gets a hold of you to do something, you know, he takes you where he wants to take you. And and a beloved friend of mine, Magnum, an Aussie spec ops uh, officer who I trained with and became close friends with, uh, gave me a plaque with Proverbs 69 that says, uh, a man's heart plans his path, but the Lord directs his steps. And so you might have your idea about where you ought to go. But God's got a different plan, and and often, not invariably, but often, His plan for you is bold. It's audacious. It, you know, the, the, by the rules of the of the world, you would think that's absolute madness. But in God's economy and God's, you know, perfect plan and vision, it's it's genius, and it's and it's. You know, ultimate victory. And, and so I'm thinking, you know, for example, think about the heroes you know, of our faith. I'm having trouble thinking of a, well, no, I think I can think of one. I was going to say, I, I'm having trouble thinking of a single one who was passive, who, who, you know, shirked boldly facing evil, et cetera. And the, the exception I'm thinking about is Jonah. But, you know, the story of Jonah is a cautionary tale to not shrink back. To, to, to exhort us not to shrink back, right? So, so Jonah ran from his call. You know, God said, go to Nineveh. God had a heart for, you know, the most savage enemies of Israel, which is, I mean, just think about how astounding that is, uh, astounding that is about our God. And Jonah, you know, gets on a boat to Tarshish, gets, gets consumed by the whale, and, uh, you know, which is a picture of Christ, of course, but then, then he's obedient, and then, of course, there's this massive repentance in Nineveh. But that whole story is a story about not shrinking back. And then when you think about all these other histories of our faith, whether it's, you know, David or Samson or Joshua or, um, gosh, on and on, Philip and Paul and Peter and John, you know, they're in, in different respects, they're all bold, unashamed, fearless, obedient, and, and going where God directs their steps to go. Forward, I might add. I know. I agree. Um, But it's, I think, a matter for most people of trial and error. In other words, let's try everything Mm -hmm. else first, and when we fall on our face and we're desperate, (laughs) then then we'll finally follow the word. You know, it just, I don't know about you, David, Recently, I, I, I caught myself uh, laughing as I am now, just thinking about how astounding it is that when you think about how flawed we are and how how often we screw up, how astounding it is that God, through it all, that God would love us so much that he would send Jesus to pay the price for us. It, it just it astounds me when I consider I mean, just speaking, I'm going to speak for myself, you know, you know, the, the, the frequency of my errors, you know, simple and great, it's, it's so regular. I I just find myself, I just catch myself in wonder that he would stoop to save, I mean, a wretch like me, but just somebody who just errs as often as I do. It's just, uh, it's, it's astounding, but I'm not complaining. You know, I'm, I'm glad he has that grace for me, but it's just, uh, it's lovely when I consider not only how fallen I am, but just how foolish I can be on my own. And, but it gets back to what you were saying, you know, we, the, the closer we are to God, the, the more time we spend in his word, in prayer, you know, seeking his face, the, the closer we will be to the path that he wants us to be on. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and I, I, you know, I don't think there's a path though. And I, and I'm speaking from my own personal experience, uh, both observation and my personal life. I think there's multiple paths that end up in mm. the same destination. And what I mean by that are how you live your life, what you're interested in, what's your passion. Uh, I think there are different paths to the Lord 
that have constants, the same constants in each path. In other words, uh, obedient to the word, loyal to Jesus, mm-hmm. uncompromising in faith. Yeah. Those are the fundamental elements, but I think there's many ways to the final destination. I mean, we can be... Now, when you say many ways, are you talking about... Are you talking about a way to salvation, or are you talking about your activities, your role here? I think ultimately the road to salvation is what I'm speaking about here. And and what I'm saying is the interests that you have in your life, you know, be they not anti-biblical, but uh, the, the things you enjoy, the type of lifestyle that you choose, Okay, uh, so much of that is variance. And, and here's what I'm leading towards. One of my pet peeves right now, I have two of them with the church. One of them is the mm-hmm. over-controlling Christians. Only two? Yeah, I have two big ones. And you can subdivide okay. these into many different parts. But my two overarching concerns with the church are, and this is not what I was referencing, but would-be pastors that don't do their job and they care about the money uh, through the 501c3, then tending to mm-hmm. the needs of the church. And then the other one that I am referencing are over-judgmental Christians who sit in judgment of things that I don't even think are biblical about, you know, what you believe, and I don't mean religiously, but do you like to watch basketball? Do you like to knit and sew? Um do you want to pursue a doctorate? Do you want to work with your hands? Uh, I see so much judgmental stuff just in normal choices of personal preference that really don't have anything to do with the Lord directly. Uh, it's in the spirit behind your activities that deals with the Lord directly. But I see so much judgmental Christians, so many of them, uh, that they believe that their view of doctrine is the only view of doctrine. I'll give you one example. Okay? Um, the belief that mankind's only 6,000 years old. I personally don't hold to that. As I'm thinking, well, how would you explain the dinosaurs when you start looking at the age of the earth? Okay, and, and I've had this, I've been lectured at by pastors on this. And then I'm saying, are you telling us all our carbon dating is absolutely wrong? Well, maybe it is. But some people get stuck on this minutia when really we need to be focused on the quality of life you live in obedience to God and service to others. And, and, and yeah. it's, all, it's like we're trying to force conformity in our religion. <clears throat> well, and I'll tell you, just to, to buttress what you're saying, Dave, about that. You know, when, when I... When I hear about what you're talking about in terms of, of hyper-judgmentalism within the body of Christ, right? Uh, you know, it's one thing for the world to judge us. I mean, we, <laughs> we knew they would do that, but for our brothers and sisters in Christ to do it. Um, something that I find very sobering is Titus 3.10 where it says, you know, when, when somebody walks in a counter-doctrinal manner, and it has been translated division, but when somebody walks in that spirit, that you confront them once and then twice and then have nothing more to do with them. You know, God, and then in Proverbs 16, 16 through 19, it says, it speaks to six things the Lord hates, yea, seven he detests. And it, it gives kind of a laundry list of detestable things. And the seventh thing that by inference was added to the list to make it complete was those who sow discord amongst the brethren. And you know, so so the people who are walking in that spirit are are walking in a counter biblical spirit. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. That is destructive. Well, not only destructive to the present church day, but, but, but what really lays on my heart as well about that is people who would consider being Christian look at them Bingo. and they say, I don't want to, I don't want to be anything like exactly. that. Exactly. That's exactly. I don't want to be near that person. It's exactly that's where I was headed. If that's what Christianity is, yeah. if that's what a Christian is, I want no part in it. And that grieves me. And I, I bet you it grieves God too. Well, I'll tell you what grieves me too. Um, 
comes down to let's get our grievances out. You know, this is uh, yeah, I, I agree. Good. I agree. Let's have an airing of our grievances, Dave. Well, I look at our leadership. Mm. You know, I say more. I mean, you've got. <laughs> I'll just give you. I'll give you. Right I'll give you one earthly example. Okay, Joe Biden's uh, daughter's diary. Um, oh. And so her friend published it because she, she made it available to Project Veritas when uh, James O'Keefe was still with him. And uh, he declined to do it because he just didn't think it was newsworthy. It was more personal. And I respect that. But, but I'm also saying it speaks to the reprobate nature of this leader that he would shower with his daughter. And I believe it's true. And I'll tell you why I believe it's true also. Because the FBI went after this woman. So did the DOJ. And and we just have such a reprobate society. I mean, what society takes first graders and teaches them about sexual practices I won't even talk about on this show? Yeah. I mean, that's beyond sick. It's beyond sinful. It's just it's so bad. And that's what really grieves my heart. That we could let people like uh, Joe Biden and his cabinet, which is totally reprobate, how we could let them into positions of power. And the people are passively accepting this. What do you make of that, this passive acceptance of people who want to destroy our country, but at the same time are so immoral it makes people who understand it sick to their stomach? Uh, it, it's tough, Dave. You know, a, a couple of points. First of all, um, I referenced this a minute ago, but it you do see through history, particularly if just looking at the history of Israel in in the Old Testament, you see how there's a there's a decline, there's a degradation of the quality of the leadership. And there's this this decline like Paul outlines in the latter part of um, Romans chapter one. It talks about this, you know, inexorable decline of society, but but there's there's a there's a correlating decline of leadership. And so so back to what I said a minute ago of nations often get the the leaders they deserve. I I don't see how someone with a scriptural, you know, a biblical worldview could look at America and not see that we're under judgment. And I would add that I believe the leadership that we've gotten, at least back to Clinton, uh, you know, I go back to Bush 41, at least, um, is in keeping with judgment-related leadership. Where you know the leadership reflects the erosion of of us as a people, and then it, it becomes you know cyclical where the erosion continues, the leadership goes down, and one feeds the other. But you know I, I think we're getting what we deserve. Speaking as a nation, not necessarily this listenership, but the nation as a whole. Yeah, and it grieves me. It grieves me, and it troubles me. And then it, it may—I mean, I don't know about you, David. It makes me wonder. You know, if, if this is the direction we're going, if you if you extend that tra- downward trajectory out, you know, how long before, you know, before we we're really in it? <laughs> I mean, it, it seems bad now, but but I just remind myself constantly. It can get way, way, way worse than it is now, which is, and that's really so then because it feels bad enough already. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, here's my problem too in my profession and what I'm doing right now. How do we wake people up and move them to collective action? Hmm. Well, you know, first of all, I think. I think you're already doing a lot of it because, look, you know, I'm a, I'm a guest on your show, but I, I track your activity. I mean, I'm, I'm listening to you all the time, even though you only listen to me every once in a while, and I won't let that hurt my feelings. But, uh, you know, so so piece of it is 
certainly watchmen like you. I mean, I, I got woken up eight years ago by this madman named, you know, Alex Jones out of, <laughs> out of Austin. And I just thought, what the heck? And, and he kept talking about 9-11, you know, being an inside job. And I just thought, and then down the rabbit hole I went. I've never been the same. But, uh, you know, so that watchman role is imperative. And and here's the thing. I actually just sent that uh, that chapter from Ezekiel, chapter 33, which is the, it, it's discussing the office of the watchman. Uh, to a lovely woman I'm going to talk to later this month, it, you know, it, it is a divinely ordained role, like pastor. And it's essential in its life and death. And that, that God devotes this entire chapter of the Old Testament to that office, I think it's easy to overlook that. So I think that's a huge first piece of it. But then... I'm reminded, Dave, of the of the uh, you know the, the the section of scripture I have on the bookmark in the book I the copy of the book I sent you and I, I sent to everybody when they order my book they get it they get this bookmark and it says uh, but they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits well think let's let's unpack that for a second before they before they shall be strong so they they are strong and they do exploits they know they're God and and as you and I were talking about right before we went on the show knowing your God you know that's a broad spectrum and you want to be way out on the end of knowing your God well and 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 you know and and I'm I'm preaching to myself as I as as I preach to you in the audience is you know, this is a season to get serious about your faith, to be, get serious about God. It's your last chance. You I think it's your last chance, John. Yeah. That's how yes. I look at it. Thank this. you. That's, that's a better way to put it. You know, like, if, you, if you're not reading your Bible, read your Bible every day. If you're not getting on your knees, get on your knees every day. If you're not fellowshipping, you know, at least making an effort. I know how hard it is in this season. It's just arid. It's a desert of, you know, congregations um, and good preaching, but strive to find a great church to, to be with, even if it's tiny. And if you can't find one, start one. You know, the early church, if you look in the book of Acts, all these churches, I wouldn't say all, but many of these churches were in people's homes. Go start a church in your home. If you can't find a church, start a church. But but we have to know our God in the full richness of what that word could mean in this season, because, you know, and I, 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 I wake up thinking about this stuff, right? I think about this stuff all day long. Um, you can have all the preps in the world, but when the flood really sets in, if you're not founded on that rock of Jesus Christ, like it talks about in the, in the Gospels, you know, when that storm comes and the wind blows and, and the rain beats against that house, you know, the sand is going to give. And uh, and now, right now, is the time to know your God. And, and then everything else follows after, right? You will be strong. You'll do exploits. But it starts with knowing your God. I would agree. That's, that's the foundation. It really is. So what we have talked about so far, okay, judgment, reaction to judgment, controlling what you can control. Um, how does that relate to what you uh, convey the messages about this in your book? Well, it's, you know, it's uh, it's interesting, isn't it, that um, when David, full of faith, right, anointed by Samuel the prophet, goes down into the, into the ravine to face off with uh, Goliath, he didn't just go with, you know, a proverbial wing and a prayer. He had, he had, you know, a pouch. It had five smooth stones in it. And he had a sling, and he also had the the preparation of prior practice because he he told the men who were mocking him up top before he went down, who were full of fear, of course, of Goliath. He said, "Hey, you know, I've slain a bear and I've slain a lion, and I can I can dispatch this Philistine." So. You know, there's a whole lot packed in there, but but the point I'm making is, yes, David went down into the valley full of faith, and 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 God was not going to let him falter. But but 
he also had the good sense to take some rocks and a sling with him. Uh, and, and we've got to have those things too. So, so it starts in the spiritual. Your spiritual house has to be in order, but then you translate it down into the physical. And, um, you know, there, I, it's not possible in an hour or, you know, certainly in whatever time we have left, you know, in this little chat to unpack 480 pages of <laughs> suggestions. But I did come with, um, with, a, with a handful of what I thought were kind of neat uh, supplemental things for people to consider, because I, I suspect a great portion of the people who listen to you, you know, are preparing, right? Um, so let me go into those if that's appropriate okay, uh, sure. at this point. Okay. Um, the first one I want to talk about is uh, it's a device called Nightlock. And um, I got this actually through training with John Lovell, who is uh, a delightful young man, fellow, you know, he's a brother in Christ, and I've trained with him a number of days. Uh, he's the, the head of uh, Warrior Poet Society. And uh, he talked at some length from his Army Ranger days about training against Nightlock. Nightlock is basically a door brace, and it, but by its ingenious design, it's very simple to install, but once it's installed and put in place, it puts more than 15, it, it takes more than 1,500 pounds of pressure to defeat it. So if your door can withstand, you know, the beating and kicking of the, you know, the, the demonic hordes, <laughs> then the night lock will certainly hold up. So, and it's, it's, and, you know, and I'm telling you all this stuff. I don't get, I don't get any, you know, pay for this. I'm just, I'm just sharing these ideas. But anyway, nightlock.com is the website and I've, I've gotten a bunch of them. I've recommended them to multiple personal friends and it's an astoundingly effective, ultra simple, inexpensive way to secure the doors that, you know, go into your home. So that would be the first one. A second one I love, and I think you'll you'll have to check this out, Dave. You'll really dig this one. Uh, it's it's at a website called fifops.com, and fifth is F I T H, which stands for fire in the hole. So so F I T H ops.com, and what they provide is really low tech perimeter alert devices. And picture, if you will, Dave, a, a little uh, shotgun shell firing. Um, device. It's got a little pin in the back of it, and then the, the pin ties to a string. String goes across a walk area and ties off to a little, you know, eye loop uh, screw that's screwed in across the path. When that trip wire gets pulled, the pin flies, and and it fires a uh, basically a twelve gauge shotgun blank. And so that releases, you know, 125 decibels of <laughs> terrifying explosive noise, uh, which not only triggers the flight response by somebody who's considering, you know, penetrating your house, but it also alerts you to, to the fact that somebody just, you know, tripped a tripwire outside your home. Um, and so I've I've got a number of these devices and, you know, I don't have them deployed yet, but I've got them ready to deploy, you know, when things get squirrely. Um, but what I love about the device is it's super simple, it's inexpensive, and it's super effective not only for alerting you, but also for scaring the, the daylights out of somebody who's, who's, who's somewhere where they ought not to be. Okay. Uh, and, and that stuff can be found at fifops.com, fithops.com. Another one, and stop me if I'm boring you. If you want to go down, no, no, this is good. good. You just gave me a bunch of ideas. I'm thinking, okay, do I go to Home Depot to get the trip wires? And um, I think I I think I should build in a recording too. You can buy the blanks. You can buy the trip wires. Yeah, yeah. uh, (laughs) I might make a recording too. It says uh, the red dot won't appear on your clothes. I'd suggest you turn around and walk away. Uh, (laughs) You gave me some ideas here that I'm going to look into. Oh, good. I like it. Um, let me tell you another one. This, this is so simple, some people may have actually overlooked it, but I think it's important. You know, as people, and, and you've got your list, right? I can almost recite your list. I think your list is something like food, water, guns, gold, ammo, tools, medicine. And I want to say you say alliances on the end. Maybe sometimes you don't. Sometimes I do. But yeah, um, You're right. You know, something... Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's which is essential, by the way. Don't forget 
having friends because Rambo's will fare poorly in what's coming. You know, we're going to have to band together because the wicked people, you know, the, the demonic hordes come in hordes. They don't come, you know, in singles, typically. Um, but I think one of the things that can get lost when you're thinking about food, particularly if you go the bulk route, let's say you don't have a lot of excess funds, and so you buy a bunch of beans and rice. Well, you'll survive, but there's pieces missing, nutritionally speaking. And so something I would really encourage people to do, first of all, is to have salt and more than a little. And ideally, it would be something like Himalayan salt, you know, pink salt that has trace minerals in it. Because when you eat, when you suddenly eat a really super bland, repetitive diet, let's say it's just beans and rice, beans and rice, beans and rice, mostly, um, you're all of a sudden your body's not getting a lot of stuff. And salt, particularly Himalayan with the pink, you know, with the, the trace minerals in it is Absolutely essential. Um, otherwise, you'll just, I mean, your body will virtually shut down. And along those same lines, go get a, a, a good, basic, inexpensive um, multivitamin supplement. That way, if your diet gets really kind of wonky and limited, if you're supplementing it with a vitamin mineral supplement, you've got a lot of extra bases covered from the standpoint of what your body's going to need to um to function decently. Okay. Uh, this next one, this, this comes from several of these gentlemen I've trained with back, particularly when I was real active in counter-human trafficking, satanic ritual abuse. Um, it, keeping your, I'm going to say this delicately, you know, keeping your, your nether regions from being uncomfortable and burning <laughs> Uh, when you might not be able to take a shower for days can can be be pretty important in terms of you're not wanting to just lose your mind because you're so uncomfortable. And something that is used in the field a lot by, you know, our spec ops heroes is baby wipes. And so and, and that way you can wipe yourself down and sort of clean yourself up if you don't have a nice hot shower to take for, you know, a week or two or four or ten. And um, and plus, you you know, you're not using up your water that you might need to drink. Um, so going and getting baby wipes, and what I love is getting huge packs, but where they break down to little segments. Because if they if they if the baby wipe runs dry, obviously it's it's no good. So you want it to be sealable, and hopefully in smaller packs. But you can get baby wipes for you know relatively little money, and that can keep you clean and keep you from wanting to lose your mind. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But um, this next one I mentioned is, uh, you know, a great source. There, there, there is this substance that, uh, you know, generally shall not be named, but, you know, there, there's, a, there's a substance called ivermectin that actually won the 2015 Nobel Prize. Its inventors did because of its, you know, global impact on uh, healing and as a prophylactic against uh, parasitics like malaria. And, you know, some would even argue in many, much research, although I'm, you know, no researcher, you know, physician myself, I've, I've seen much research that would. Hey, I'm on the air! Against, you know, hey! That, uh, has I'm on the air! Proteins. And, and I really believe that might be an attack factor that, that might come around again. So I mentioned that. The reason I mentioned that is that I have come across and used a, a, an overseas source of medication that called ReliableRxPharmacy.com. And this is also from the book, but ReliableRxPharmacy.com. And it is just an exceptional, great service, unbelievably inexpensive source, um, you know, non-domestic um, okay. for such things as ivermectin. And, and also having a store of... Um, Prescription medication, for example, you know, a lot of women suffer from uh, thyroid deficiency. You know, so having a store of thyroxin for, uh, you know, women who need it, that sort of thing, can be invaluable. 
I know. This is an example. One other thing I want, I want to say just to the audience here. This example, what's in the book, I, I mean, virtually, I don't know that you can cover everything, but John made a heck of an effort. That's, uh, but anyway, what's a, what's an, <laughs> I tried. What's another thing that we can look at here that uh, people might be able to use in these modern challenges? Well, I'll tell you what else, and th- this is along the same lines of ivermectin. Again, I'm a physician. You know, consult your physician. Don't be an idiot. But, um, you know, I- I'm sure you saw this, Dave, but-, but a study was recently revealed. And, of course, you know, our, our loving overlords, that, you know, that the, the, uh, the CDC and the NIH, that they should be singing this from the rooftop, but they're not. But the study came out showing that there was a near, and this was in vitro, I should note, but there was a near total eradication of spike proteins through the presence of two substances in combination with each other. And they are relatively accessible. You know, the first is bromelain and the second is NAC, uh, N-acetylcysteine. And the presence of those two together created virtually total in vitro eradication of spike proteins in a, in a, a peer reviewed study. And so, uh, you know, so if you, first of all, if you suffer from, you know, long haul COVID or, uh, you know, COVID symptoms and, and affliction, that might be a way to really purge that stuff out of your body. Um, but, uh, or consider, obviously consult your physician, but also if you think that that could be an attack vector that gets utilized again, um, bromelain and NAC in combination with each other, um, could be a really profound, uh, countermeasure, you know, because we know they're coming again. We know there's going to be another wave of something. And if, if it does wind up being spike proteins, or spike spike protein based bromelain and NAC combined is massively effective in vitro in eradicating it. Yeah, I know. Hey, you know what we've done? We've almost killed. Mm. We've almost killed this hour. We could do this for hours. This is because uh, there's endless situations that we could talk about. I think these things. This is why I keep have to have you back on. I mean, eventually, I think ten years from now we'll have digested the book, uh, but it's going to take a while. But um, tell people how they can get a copy of the book, and uh, are you appearing anywhere where people can come and hear you speak? Sure. Thank you for that. Um, uh, well, my website is johndislin.com, and that's spelled J-O-H-N, and then my peculiar last name is D-Y-S-L-I-N, D-Y-S-L-I-N. So it's J-O-H-N-D-Y-S-L-I-N.com, and you can learn all about the book. There are almost a hundred reviews now of the book and I'm really humbled and, and proud of the feedback I've gotten from readers uh, on it but go check it out and also l- let me mention Dave that if they enter the uh, the discount code Dave1 they can save 10% off everything okay. so go check it out hope you love it and uh, and thanks for having me on Dave yeah well I, I got a couple more questions for you though Okay. Okay. So I noticed you said before on our pre-air discussion that you're appearing in some places to talk. So can you briefly tell us about it? You know what areas you go to and where people can hear you. Yeah. Well, they just missed me. Okay. <laughs> Up in Wisconsin at the uh, Wisconsin Christian News Conference. That was a lot of fun in Central Wisconsin. I am actually going down to the NRB, which is Nathan Romeo Bravo. Uh, conference down in Orlando, Florida this coming week. And I won't be speaking, but I'll be prowling around. And I I suspect I'll be the only seven-footer, you know, at the <laughs> conference. So, uh, you know, if they see a long-haired seven-footer, it's probably me. <laughs> if I'll tell you what, Dave. If I meet the other long-haired seven-footer, I'll take a picture with him and I'll send it to you. Uh, um, you, you got me. So, and then I'll also – what's that? Oh, you got me by 13 inches. I'd have to create a lot of space to get a shot off. Anyway. Well, no, no. We're on the same team. You're feeding the post. Yeah, remember? that's true. And then you cut the basket, and then I dump it to you. and you. Yeah, but we do the drill before I come off a DHO and face up against you, and I'd have to create space. Although I, I, I was quick, but there's no substitute for length. Anyway, um, John, I want to tell you it's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll post this uh interview to our website 
and uh, we'll post some contact information as well. John, thank you so much for joining us. Always a privilege and a pleasure to have you on. Oh, Dave, thanks a lot, and God bless you, and I, I always enjoy visiting with you, so thanks for having me again. Thanks, John. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarrierGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.